Hello. 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 What's up? Hi, Michael. Hi. Everyone, welcome my boy Michael Stallworth to the show. Woo! Yeah. It's been so long. I like actually don't remember the last time I saw you. Yeah, it's been really long. I think it was the day I moved out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had something at your place. Oh, did you come to that Thanksgiving thing? Or my no, I had to go out of town. Was it for graduation? I had a graduation thing too. You might have been there for that. I think it was a graduation. Yeah, that's still June twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was about a year. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah, it's been long. long. But speaking of congratulations. Yes, congrats, grad. Thank you. So much to discuss with regards to your with regard to your badassness. Okay. Before we get there. (laughs) Little Michael recap. Okay, go for the background. I met Michael. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he was a young freshman at University of California, Santa Barbara. And Michael was a part of the cheer team. And mm-hmm. he had the pleasure of being my little. No, oh I'm just playing. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> my grand little. He's in my family. You know. But he's not your little. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all <laughs> But basically, so for those of you who know Drew, Drew was my cheer little. And Michael was Drew's cheer little. And going into his second year, we made the so-so decision of all living together in the same room. The so-so decision. Yeah. <laughs> and it was definitely a, a mixed bag of, of fun and frustration. But I, I had a blast living with Michael for my last year in college. And mm-hmm. now he lives not with me anymore and he lives on his own and he graduated in three years from UC Santa Barbara mm-hmm. which is its own feet mm-hmm. alone but we yeah, can so get into point number one. Yeah, we can get into the specifics but the baddest point number two is you're a double major mm-hmm. and where are you headed to? yeah and then like what's the next you want to plug yourself <laughs> what's that baddest point number three <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be going off to law uh-huh. school Woo! that's so exciting that's so insane. How old are you? I'm 21. Turned 21 in March. It was the weekend before they shut everything down because right. of Corona. Cool. I, so, I mean, good though. Yeah, you celebrate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to go out. Um, I got to get really drunk and wasted and got to celebrate appropriately. Nice. So it was oh, nice. Good. That's but, exactly how you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you had that at least if you didn't get your graduation that you kind of wanted and should have had you know yeah what what was yeah. that like was there any process that they were like offering like you know like the tele like graduation mm-hmm. or was there just like a sorry <laughs> <laughs> um they told us we would have a virtual graduation and they would like postpone until next year so they're trying to do it next june the virtual graduation, they didn't even announce our names. They just put our, like, face up on a slide with our major and our name. And they were like, you can download the slide and share it with people. So it was kind of yeah, pointless. But... I was like, you could have made that slide way better, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what are your two degrees? Or your double degree in? Your degree? Um, sociology and well, black yeah, studies. Wait, yeah, so is that two BAs? Like, how does that even work? How do you graduate two majors? I don't even know that. 
So they don't give out like two BAs, but they basically like on your diploma, it just says like you majored in sociology and black studies, which is kind of pointless because all of the other UCs, they do like two BAs. So I don't, yeah. So I don't know why like UCSB doesn't do it that way. Wow. Yeah, that's frustrating. You put in the work Mm -hmm. for two. I'm I'm wondering if, because if you, like say I were to go back to school and I wanted to get a sociology degree, I wouldn't have to take my general ed again. I would only have to take the upper div, mm-hmm. like major requirement courses to get. Which, yeah. So that doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't get two. If you fulfilled all of the major mm-hmm. requirements, you wouldn't have to take the GEs for both. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's true. Can we talk a little bit about your UC experience? What you liked? Why'd you chose UCSB? All the kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can start off about like why I chose UCSB. I think when I was kind of looking for a school, I wanted to be far away from home. So I actually wanted to go to New York and I got into Columbia and Cornell. So I was kind of set on like (laughs) going to New York. Um, But my mom was like, no, you're not going out there. That's like really far. You have to stay in California. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'll just listen to my mom, of course. Um, So I got into Berkeley, UCLA, and UCSB as well. And I went and I, like, visited Berkeley before, and I did not like the area. Like, there's a lot of homeless people, and I heard that, like, the semester system was kind of terrible, so I didn't really want to go there. UCLA was really big. They have, like, over 45,000 people, and that's just a lot of people. And I didn't really want to stay in LA, so that's when I toured UCSB. And I, like, fell in love. Like, the beach is really nice. The weather, the people. Like, I took a tour. And the tour guide, she was, like, so dope. I just remember she had so many, like, cool stories. And she was like, I love it here. And I just saw, like, a bunch of dogs running around. And I also knew that sociology was really good. So I just chose UCSB. And um, honestly, like, it was the best decision ever. Like, I cannot imagine myself anywhere else. And, like, everything just aligned like perfectly and I was just shook at how many opportunities I had but honestly like going to UCSB like I mean people call it a party school and yeah I can be a party school but I feel like there's so much more to it and that's why I really appreciate it like everyone is dope it's just so cool everyone's so cool it's so vibe (laughs) and you you didn't know while there like you were you I'm let you look yeah I think Michael was did more in three years than most people do in four or five like have he... you did you ever know david claire claire i can never i'm really kidding pronouncing his name Mm-mm. but he was at least a couple years older than me but he reminds me a lot of you and that he did everything like he was in every or he was a tour guide he was a he was the kind of tour guide that um like and then like he was like the head of one of these fraternities and all that kind of stuff and it just uh, like he affected a lot of people. Like not only was he involved mm-hmm. in a lot, but he like indiv- it, um, affected a lot of individual people, which it reminds me of you a lot. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, um, I did do a lot. Um, <laughs> I feel like my my resume is like so long, and sometimes it kind of like shocks me that I did a lot. But I think I started off with Hall Council because I did the freshman summer start yeah. program. So I lived in San oh, yeah. Nick. I never knew um, that. I think. I- yeah that, i don't remember that that's cool so yeah <laughs> so i did that and then um 
I remember I was like hall council president for the regular school year. And then I was like, no, I want to do cheer. And that's when I like, you know, <laughs> I remember when he was trying to try out, he was like, um, so I had these hall council meetings and I was like, yeah, I've been there. You got to pick. This is what I did. You know, I basically uh, chose not to pursue that route any longer. Um, but you're welcome to do whatever you want. But like, Paul Kellen's a president was also different than like oh, yeah, way different. chair of he was like running, athletics yeah. chair. He was like running the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did cheer. And man, cheer was so fun. Like I wish I did it in my third year. But it was just a great experience. Like just meeting. Like that's how I met Johnny. And then I met you through Johnny. And I don't know. I just feel like cheer is like where I met like so many dope people like that year we had so many cool people on the team <laughs> that was a good so many year. socials yeah <laughs> <Too many socials. laughs> i feel like that was the year to be on the cheer team like even though there was like the drama oh, well, that's and <laughs> we did, yeah <laughs> and like we didn't compete and everything i just feel like that year was like really really good we had um we had deanna on for our last podcast on saturday and she was mm-hmm. you were never on the same team as deanna they're a year apart yeah you, there's mm-hmm. a year gap in there she was the captain the year before i was a captain and we so talked a she, bunch about cheer so she headed out as soon as he like <laughs> right so in. he came in as she left mm-hmm. and yeah we talked a bunch about cheer too and it's the same shit every year it's like oh it was so fun but oh <laughs> But I feel like that's similar to a lot of programs. Oh, yeah. And organizations I mean, in general. Did you cheer in yeah. school? Um, so I was the mascot, and then I did, like, a little bit of stunting. Um, but, yeah, I was a mascot. I didn't know that. Oh, what, what's your yeah. mascot? We were the Eagles. So was your face visible, or you had, like, a big-ass head on? No, I had, like, that huge head, and it was hot. Like, I wanted to die. Did they sanitize in there. those things? They don't, which is, is nasty. Because my my senior year of high school, I we had like a rotating mascot deal. So like our leadership program mm-hmm. would be like, all right, who's doing it for the rally? Or like, who's doing it for this? And like people would just like rotate who did it. So our, our mascot's height changed from like five foot girls to like six foot guys all the time. <laughs> but that thing I agree <laughs> is disgusting and sweaty and just musty in there the whole time, especially on like hot days. Oh boy! All bad. That's like surprising to me that they don't even clean that. But it's just probably like your mascot suit was probably just old, like ours was. Like they have new, like the new mm-hmm. mascot suits they come out with. They're like so breathable and they're like really nice mm-hmm. and like the the Weber State. You know the you know what I'm talking about the the guy with tumbles. Apparently yeah. that mascot yeah. suit is like super lightweight. Even the head is super lightweight and breathable. Dang. But he tumbles like that's it's that's oh, yeah, like a yeah. big time cheer team, right? Yeah, yeah. So they like. But my point is like they have improved the technology, but high schools just aren't. They don't like that. They're not buying a new mascot suit unless they have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like our team, I think our football team was terrible, so it was like no point <laughs> to even like invest in a new mascot. Because <laughs> you're from Stockton. Yeah, Stockton. What, what's the high school you went to? McNair. So it's like one of the newer high schools. I think it was about 10 years old oh, when wow. I graduated. Yeah. So it was like newer, but 
our sports, we weren't really yeah, that that's good. Cause, it's probably cause you're new. Yeah, that's normal with most schools. Like there, there are mm-hmm. some standout schools who just happen to pop up in the right location, and then just get like, oh, new school, and they just funnel in. Like Pacifica High School down in Ventura, Oxnard area, they're they're mm-hmm. about the similar timeline, and their football program is like dominant, <laughs> which is just like Dang. random. They got placed in the right spot, new equipment, new field. Yeah, whatever. but. I think, but typically, I think it's chance. programs take a while to develop. I, I agree, most often. Mm-hmm. That's true, because we didn't even have a track. And, like, our football field was terrible. But then when I graduated, that's when they, like, redid everything. So they had, like, a new football stadium, new track. So everything was, like, yeah. better. Isn't mm-hmm. it so nice to see your old school look better? Like, yeah. you, like, think about when you were there. Like, I, I played on the same field Stafford. that my dad played on. Like, the Grass. Dang. <laughs> you know, like, that's crazy. Like, I mean, maybe the grass was reseeded over the course of, you know, 15 years, but, like, it's the same grass. And my mm-hmm. brother's junior, senior year, they they redid the whole thing. I was just like, wow. And all, like, all the alumni like, man, if I, this was I was here, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like, this is <laughs> awesome. Like, I've been wanting to see my school look like this for so long. Like, it is awesome to see mm-hmm. and, like, go back to now. <clears throat> that's cool that you're not selfish about that but... oh i'm still pissed but I'm like also... i would have been very upset <laughs> yeah I also, like, yeah like where was I this like, it's more important for like future generations to like play and like eventual alumni games when i come back and play you know then i'll play <laughs> on that field mm-hmm. yeah because like for my high school they got a men's ball well boys volleyball team and they got um they have a stunt team for cheer now and um, the coach, the cheer coach, she actually went to UCSB. She was on the cheer team. What is her name? Too. How old is she? So, um, Brittany Lamson, I think maybe it was like 10 years okay, ago. She's outside the, outside the realm that I know. I know like the, all the people from my first year and the year before that. So she's a little outside mm. of it. But... That's cool, though. We've got a lot of news. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, DP is trying to start a stunt team. They should. It that would be, be dope. Fun, but you guess who they're trying it. to get to coach it? <laughs> and I don't want to. You, you should do yeah, it. Debbie asked me. She was like, hey, we're thinking about starting a stunt program. I heard you were a college cheerleader at UCSB. And I was like, yeah, I was. She was like, would you be interested? And I was like, I got to get back to you. <laughs> Wait, I actually think that's, that would be so cool for you to be the varsity quarterback football coach. And then the cheerleading like stunt coach at the same time. <laughs> I know. Be the hard part. Yes, like, I agree. You're right. Like it's like physically. But then I was like, oh, like who would they get? Like I'm, I feel more qualified. John's like, that. I'm too good. Like, I'm gonna do. It. Yeah, like I'm gonna do it <laughs> other people. So oh like God. I, I feel like I should, but also, <laughs> I gotta pick. Gotta pick and choose. You got been there. You got where pick. I put my time. You know, I don't want to spread myself so thin and not be able to put everything I want into mm-hmm. what I'm doing. True. Yeah, that would be really cool, though, especially, like, you would be the first coach. (laughs) Yeah, that would be dope. You should do it. Next start the program, right? All right, we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that. Um, (laughs) It's on the agenda. What was your favorite um, org or group that you were part of at UCSB? Ooh, that's kind of hard. Yeah, which one of the nine (laughs) programs you participated in? Oh, these can include, by the way, these can include majors and major classes and stuff like that. okay um ooh, I think it was like being a tour guide like honestly because I feel like it was so full circle 
Like I started, like the first time I came to UCSB, I took a tour and fell in love with the campus, met so many cool people. And then it's like, I got to end my time at UCSB being a tour guide, still helping students. Um, and you just like, you connect with so many people from across the world. And it's so cool to walk around campus and just like meet people that came on your mm. tour. And they'll be like, you are my tour guide. You're the reason why I came here. <laughs> or like- I was ask a follow-up question. If you met anybody who like, you were the deciding factor. You, um, I'm yeah. I'm her name right now. Sorry. Um, the girl who you were friends with when we were living together. Oh, yeah, we're not friends uh, anymore. But she was one of those people. <laughs> yeah. The point is, is, like, she came to the school and was like, yeah. hey, I thought you were awesome. We should be friends. And, like, they were friends. Mm-hmm. Michael, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And, like, especially having class with them. And, like, you don't even know them because you meet so yeah. many people. And you'll sit down and they'll be like, hey, like, I think you are my tour guide and, you know, like, you helped me come here. Or, like, when I was making YouTube videos and people would tell me, like, they watch my videos and I help them decide to come here. And it's, like, it's just insane because you don't think about yourself in that way or, like, you don't think that you can have that impact. And then, like, people tell you and it's, like, wait, what? Like, I wasn't even trying to, like, have that influence, but, like, it just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Lollipop moments. Exactly, like the TED Talk. Yeah. If you have not seen the TED Talk, Lollipop Moments, go watch it. It is amazing. It, like, everyone listening, like, it seriously has totally changed how I view the world, like, everyday events, and it is, it is so awesome. And the basis of it is that you have such a profound impact on people that you don't even know, and you will never know unless people tell you. So, also, like, snaps to them Mm -hmm. for for telling you and reaching out like that can be super awkward too totally well i also think that's really like common in a college setting i feel like we're all just so mm-hmm. like, especially wide-eyed so and like influential no that's awesome though and i feel like we need that like reassurance like you know sometimes you have those days where like in college you feel like you're not doing enough or like it's just mm-hmm. hard and you want to quit but then somebody will tell you like how much you mean to them and like what you did was really impactful and like those are the moments where you're like this is the right decision like I made the right, right. decision totally oh I love those mm-hmm. I get those at work sometimes and I got one the other day like some validation from a family I work with and it was like right at the like breaking point of my day I was like having a really poopy day and this validation just like mm-hmm. totally changed everything just like a little little something oh that's yeah, amazing I love that um, I love it. I'm all I about it. I'm all question. about that. Just like you, you feel something speak it, especially if it's positive. Mm-hmm. Like there's so mm-hmm. much negativity in the world. Like if you have anything positive to add, just do it because no one's gonna be like respond negatively. If yeah, like, no oh, one's be worse off. Down the shirt, like yo, I love your shirt. Like that yeah. is like when I grew my hair out and I had it like like really nice. Like one day I'm just like in the library studying and I had two girls come up to me. And, like, tapped me, and I took my headphones out, and they were like, just want to let you know I thought your hair looks great. And I was like, what? Oh. Like, two in the same day. Like, what are the chances? That I was, like, I was studying <laughs> so well that day. Like, <laughs> I was just, like, like, good vibes. Like, oh, man. Like, they, they, they said my hair was dope. Like, they said my hair was fresh. Like, 
Like that's just it's such a small thing, and it, it can mean so little to you, but it can mean so much to the other person. Mm. And like you never know mm-hmm. when you're just gonna like change someone's day and like set them on the right track or keep them positive in their mindset. It's, uh, it's so impactful. So just be positive. You know, be more positive. Yeah. So, especially now, there's so much negativity going on with all this crazy. Yeah. yeah. You just gotta like stay upbeat and smile with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you have to do that because you can't smile without your mask oh, on. Thank so. you for explaining that to me. I literally <laughs> thought he was talking about the fact that he squints when he smiles. Oh, but that yeah. makes sense. That's <laughs> the mask. The mask. I gotta smile with your eyes, though. That makes sense. It's called smizing. You gotta raise your eyebrows. Yeah. Smizing. Tyra Banks coined that. <laughs> on America's Next Time Model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even that. But I believe- Michael, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I do. You know, he's um, he's small with it. Okay, um, you said you're going to law school. Where is this at? Before then. <gasps> Why law? Well, I was getting there. Uh, <laughs> well, I thought that was more important, like, like chronologically. Right, like, right, why right. law? Where law? I'm going to let you take it, Michael. Answer what you want. Okay, so um, I guess why law? Um, I don't know. I feel like growing up, I always watch the Law and Order SVU shows with my mom and just a bunch of like um, shows that talked about the law and everything. So I was really exposed to that. And I was always interested in it, like arguing for what's right and like trying to get people to be like accountable for their actions and just being in like a courtroom and just like having all these points and just like feeling like a badass. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I think I was like, six or seven and I was like I want to be a lawyer um and then I got to high school and I was like maybe I want to be a Spanish teacher but then I did not like having to study Spanish for so long so I was like you know I'm still gonna stick with like being a lawyer and I think I wanted to be a lawyer also because um especially especially like with everything going on right now and I feel like people need to be held accountable for the things that they do that are wrong and like if they're breaking the law like you know you should have to go to jail if it's like a really serious crime like you murdered someone like you need to be in prison and I feel like that's what needs to happen and I feel like I could be the person that like either argues for the person going to prison or arguing for the person not to go to prison but just finding like an argument and being able to like have all the facts and understand like why this was wrong or like why they did this and just trying to like really understand humans because I feel like humans are really complex people and you know you want like people are they're like always trying to find a reason or like an answer to why somebody did something so I kind of want to like be that person and be able to like argue and just get justice um I want to be a civil rights Mm. attorney so um I know especially like with Breonna Taylor, like how the police, they aren't in jail. They're still right. roaming around in the stores. And I feel like I could be that lawyer that's like in the courtroom, like, no, these people need to be in jail. What they did was wrong. They wrongfully murdered her. Like, just because you're a cop, that doesn't protect you by any means. So I think that's why I want to go to law school. But also because they make a lot Like, I can't even lie. <laughs> Like they make they make a lot of money, and I feel like growing up, 
um, like my family, like we were surrounded with money and everything. So I feel like that's kind of like all I know, but I want to be able to like provide for myself because that was my family providing for me, but I want to be able to feel secure and buy the things that I want and be able to like understand the value of money and like how to build a home and like have a family and just like have a lifestyle that like I want and not have to worry about like just anything else. So if I want to travel, I can go right. travel like by you myself or like yourself. with right. someone. Live, living living yeah. comfortably in the lifestyle that you want to live in. Yeah. Or maybe you have an opportunity yeah. to live in a little bit and already know that you like and yeah. you want to continue. That. Mm-hmm. Or even want more than that. Or more than that. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I want more. Like I, Michael's I like, I need more shoes. Bigger, I want money. I need more shoes. <laughs> yes, yes. I need a full walk-in closet with shoes. Yes. yes. So, um, yeah, I think those are like kind of the reasons why I want to be a lawyer. I just feel like the world needs to be a better place, and I don't know if I'm gonna have that big of an impact, but I want to try to at least like help the world be a better place. And I feel like that's my calling is like helping people, um, especially like when you know you can help someone. I feel like that's what you should be doing because like it makes you feel like a better person, but it's also like the right thing to right. do if you can lend a helping hand, especially if someone has helped you. Definitely. And um, so I'm gonna be going to Columbia. <gasps> oh. so I'm doing a dual degree program so I'm gonna um be getting my master's in social work and also um going to law school oh my god are you serious that's insane so you need one more you'll just have like a full-handed degree (laughs) (laughs) that is that is that's so cool Michael and you start in the fall yeah so everything's gonna be online is that a positive and then um I feel like it's a positive with everything going on. I feel like it like needs Let's to be online. A lot going on. Well, they did. They're now like they're, they're better now. I guess California is worse now. Yeah, but I feel like it's the right thing to do to just like make sure that we have like a vaccine first or just some way to really control everything, and then maybe I'll move to New York. Um, if they, because I know I read somewhere online they're talking about like possibly just allowing people to continue like doing online Mm. learning a lot of universities are actually looking into that um to like have that option so i feel like i'll probably end up moving to new york though because you've been wanting to yeah Yeah. i love new york yeah now now you're like 21 you can go to everything you want to go to you can where do you know where columbia is like it's in new york city uh it's in the is in is in Manhattan. Yeah. I gotta get him in contact with David then. Oh, totally. You know David, yeah, right? Oh, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, David. you gotta definitely touch base with David. Because, Very similar. Yeah, badass Dave, people. David is another <laughs> go-getter people. Super driven person <laughs> that has lived in New York lifestyle for a little while now. I think he's coming up on a year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I think he would be a great resource to to reach out to and be like, "Yo, what do I do about this? What do I do about that?" David would straight up give you... Because he would just, yeah, all the footnotes. He's a big big rep guy. He's like, well, this is why I would do this. Here's a list of this. Here's... <laughs> Very professional. Yeah, I love New York. I went for the first time in November. And I fell in love. Like, I did not want to come back. Oh, I'm so happy you get to like... do that then. That's so mm-hmm. awesome. So what, what, made, you, what you. made you pick Columbia... 
like were there any other programs that you got into that you're interested in or mm -hmm. um i also so i <laughs> i only applied to three schools because um i don't know something told me like that I would end up in New York. So I knew like NYU and Columbia and then also UCLA because I did my law fellowship there. So I have a lot of connections there. So I got into all three of them, but I knew that I did want to go to Columbia because when I went to New York, I actually vis uh, visited Columbia and the campus was beautiful. I love the area um, and I could just see myself there. So that's why I really chose Columbia was because like when you visit a school, it's um, different than like looking at like a brochure or something. And I felt like when I stepped foot on campus, I was like, this is where I need to be. That's, That's so cool. One of my favorite feelings. Did you tour? You I mean, you visited Rexham. I, I didn't. No, I, I did not tour any college except for the only college that I got into that I didn't go to. <laughs> Which is? Which is the, <laughs> the one in Oregon. Oh, right, right. And mm. yeah, I, I honestly had visited UCSB because my high school girlfriend went to UCSB and I, I visited just like visiting mm -hmm. her but I never like saw the campus I didn't see any of the like school aspect of it I just saw like the the area and the lifestyle and I was like this place is tight and ended yeah. up being right for me but I I think having that like tour experience like you talked about with being a tour guide and like I don't know if you had a tour guide when you went to like visit Columbia or you just like walked around but I feel like that's definitely such an impactful thing that I wish that I got to experience. I, I got that for UCSB for sure. It's such a cool feeling. And I've gotten it mm -hmm. before school since. Like, before I graduated UCSB and was like, what kind of master's can I get here? Like, <laughs> what, what can I, I didn't even know, like, what they offered or what programs. I'm just like, I just really like this school. <laughs> like, I went back to Berkeley. <laughs> My dad went to Berkeley for a time, so I grew up going there. And for me, like, I stepped on to campus and I was like, oh, I could go to school here. Should I try to should I get a master's? <laughs> so an excuse to go to another school that you like. It's because that feeling's awesome. It it really is, especially like when everything like just works out and you're like, I'm glad I made that decision. Yeah, and I'm glad you were able. Like I, I think it's just like such a cool full circle moment. It sounds like if you really wanted to go and you got in, um, and you hadn't mm -hmm. visited New York yet, like that was you wanting to go to Columbia, like knowing and thinking and feeling that you would like it but like now you know yeah. like you've been there right. and you're mm -hmm. like been kind of blind it would have been blind but it likely would have worked out if you still felt that now but it's cool mm -hmm. now that you're like oh for sure <laughs> yeah exactly and like i'm an adult now i can make my own decisions and... yeah well yeah. it's also a good transition because it's not like you're leaving the house I mean, you might mm -hmm. be now because you might be quarantining at home, but you know, it's different. Like, you've been away for a few years, um, and now you now you can go do your next thing. Yeah. So, that laundry doesn't get any easier in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just thought about that. Definitely actually. not. Yeah, I probably. You gotta not. make sure you got that in unit laundry. <laughs> I know. Um, I wanted you to talk yeah. more about your YouTube channel. Mm. If you want. If you're interested in that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I kind of started my YouTube channel because UCSB actually, like, reached out first, and they were kind of, um, they wanted me to be, like, a social media ambassador, and they wanted me to, like, create videos and, um, like, posts for them and everything, so that's why, like, I started the channel, and then I kind of thought, like, 
if I could talk more about my experience on my channel, like it could help people. Um, because when I first came to UCSB, there were like no videos about like anything. So I was kind of confused about a lot of things. Um, I wanted to know more about like people's experiences. And I just feel like watching YouTube videos and like seeing other people's college experiences that motivates you to do like the things that you want to do and um, like maybe try something that they did to see like if it works for you. So I just started making my first video was like a dorm tour. And um, I think my next video was like just talking about like being an orientation staffer and like doing vlogs. And I really wanted to like highlight my own life at UCSB mm -hmm. and have videos to kind of like look back on, on to like, I guess 10 years from now when I'm like talking to family and I want to like pull up like what I did in college oh. and I could like show the memories and like just go back down memory lane and stuff. So um, I stopped making videos because I feel, I don't know, I kind of get like shy or like a little embarrassed. A little, I don't, I don't know why, but it's like always that feeling of like, well, maybe the video isn't good or like, why am I even doing this? Like, what's the purpose? But I feel like because I've gotten like some attention from my videos that maybe I should like make more and talk about like my experience because somebody out there might need it. And um, like, it also could just be helpful to have like more videos about YouTube in general. I mean, UCSB in general, because um, there aren't too many out there. But also a lot of people are making videos now really? about UCSB, yeah. So it's kind of getting popular. So that's, <laughs> yeah, maybe, but that's kind of also why I was like, why am I even making these videos? Yeah. Um, but there aren't, I feel like being like a black male and coming to UCSB and not having like anyone's experience to go off of about like how to navigate those two different identities. Um, I feel like by me creating videos, like it could, possibly help like another black male that's like coming to UCSB and trying to figure everything out because um I'm also like first generation so it was like really really hard to figure out everything even though my brother got a full ride um to school for basketball but I just feel like YouTube videos they can be like really helpful because you could be confused about like how to register for classes or like what kind of opportunities you can have on campus and it highlights like different things that you could do that you probably didn't even know right. about and I, I think the most important thing like like hearing you reflect on like why you why are you doing it like what are you doing it for is like like realistically like the benefit of it should be about you you know you're the one producing the content mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be about who's watching it who cares about it like like you produce content because you enjoy it and because it's something you mm -hmm. want to do like it's not about it's not about who's following, who's listening. Love you guys, but you know, fuck them. <laughs> like, it's like it's about you. And it's about us, and it's about who, mm -hmm. whatever content you're creating. And mm -hmm. and like, yes, other people can benefit from that. But if you're not enjoying it, then I think that's where the the kind of disconnect comes in. Mm. And yeah, I'd agree with that. But also, it's it's cool to know that you're making an impact. You know, just oh, just definitely. like the tour guide. Yeah just like with you as a tour guide and I'm sure you've already done that even the like you know the small amount of videos if they've been small I, don't, I haven't seen a whole lot I've only seen a couple but uh like you've already mm -hmm. I'm sure made an impact you know and so that's also something that 
it's fulfilling at the same time. But like for me, like just like you said, yeah. you want like memories to show back or to show your family and stuff like that. I consider these podcasts a little diary of all my favorite oh, yeah. people. <laughs> they're like just legit, it's like, like a living diary. They're just like little um, capsules of people I admire and appreciate like so much in my life. And like I don't really care about how many people mm-hmm. be, like listen to this. <laughs> you know, it's all yeah. about kind of like what <laughs> you know. It's for me. It's cool to document these experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's really the beauty in, like, um, just technology, because I know, like, my mom, she would take photos of everything when I was little, like, all my outfits, like, all of my, like, award ceremonies, like, graduations, whenever we had family over, like, she would literally document everything, and now I appreciate it because I can go back, and I'm like, I remember that, and, like, it just makes you feel really good, and I feel like it's art, so everybody I feel like everybody should be producing more art to kind of like have that creative element and like look back onto especially with um like recording videos taking pictures like with these podcasts like you're talking about like I think it's just amazing how we can just have these memories and I think a big part of that is it it keeps your memory like vibrant you know like think about Mm -hmm. how many things you have forgotten as a child and having pictures and like mementos like reference those things keep those memories alive as you move forward Mm -hmm. you know yeah and i think there are so many different avenues now which people can you know pick your shit like whatever you like if you like making videos Mm -hmm. do it i'm not a video tech savvy guy i can just press record (laughs) and talk to people i love like that's my thing you know like it can be whatever you want to do you want to create in so many different avenues now i think that is going to be it's just going to be wild in 50 years to see what people can do like it's it's going to be insane (laughs) it really is this made me think of a a youtube channel that i saw recently it's uh it's called dad how do i yes i saw that i saw that that is like that is what i'm talking about where like it is so helpful to so many people and for those of you who don't know, it's mm. basically, it's a dad. He's probably in like his 50s. Yeah. And he grew up without a father figure and didn't know how to do random like dadly things, you know, like how to snake a toilet or a drain or how to fix this or how to, fi- how to do that. And he basically has started mm-hmm. this YouTube channel called Dad, How Do I? And he just makes how-to videos on everyday things that you'll have to do around the house or, or this and that. And yeah, how to change your tire, how to check your oil, how do you, you know, all these things that we all need to do and things that you would be able to ask your dad. And he realizes the population that don't have that person to ask. And he has become that person. So like, it's like so fulfilling, I'm sure for this guy to like be this dad figure to so many people who potentially don't have that in their life. So I, I showed yeah. my mom that though, and she was like, "Your dad doesn't do shit around this house." <laughs> I mean, she didn't say those words. I'm not quoting. I'm not quoting Sandy, but like essentially, she's like, "I did all that stuff while you grew up." I'm like, "You're right, mom. Sorry." <laughs> that's so funny. Yes, that's a badass <laughs> yes, woman right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out, Sandy. I was like, "Isn't that so cute?" And she's like, "Yeah." I wish I had those how-to videos. It was so funny. Oh, uh, but yeah, I agree about the impact because mm-hmm. you also like don't know yeah yeah, yeah. but when 
when you don't know about the impact, it's not about the impact. It's about the creation. True. And it's about the process, not the mm-hmm. product. You That's know, true. If, if you spend your time three hours editing a YouTube video, like you can always nitpick. You know, you can always be like, "Ah, oh, well, this and that could have been better, and this could have been better." Mm-hmm. And it's like, unless you enjoy that process more. Than the, equivalent, you know, than, than the product. Like, like, for me, I'm just like, record as soon as we're done. Hey, that was great, man. I'm going to post it right now. Like, there's there's no additive <laughs> that goes into it because it's, for me, it's all about the process and less about the product. Yeah, I'm a yeah. perfectionist. I don't, I don't listen to these <laughs> and that's helpful for me because <laughs> otherwise I would just like do, do a lot with it. You, you know, you know Gary, a- right? <laughs> Everybody yeah. Gary Vee nowadays, early 20s. Gary Vaynerchuk, huge social media guru. Oh, man. Don't know. All right. <laughs> I'll show you a video. You know. Gary Vee has... I've been following Gary Vee since, like, high school. And, like, been super interested in everything he's been into. And mm-hmm. never really personally connected with any of it. Because I'm not, like, an entrepreneur. I'm not into that realm at all. You know, I'm not into, like flip in and like this and that like i was just like oh i really like the message this guy sends out and i really like what he's speaking about and like over the course of like the years of listening to him i've always been like maybe i am an entrepreneur but then i'm like no i'm not and now it's like <laughs> he's like doing so many like content production like like takes and it's like that's where a lot of, a lot of like my views come from now is he's oh, just I know like who he is. just throw it out there just post the content there's always gonna even mm-hmm. if it's perfect in your eyes, someone's gonna criticize it. So, so who That's cares? True. Like, just make it. As long as you're happy with it, send it out and just let what's supposed to come around come back around. Yeah, I also like think that it's important to like appreciate the product that you create if that's important to oh, you yeah. at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, don't there, put it out there if you're not comfortable. With yeah. It, there's a balance. Time. I think there's a sliding scale that you know process and product are on either side and you got to weigh your options and there's a good balance to that the same with like work and like with life and you know like there's there's natural things that are separated that you got to find the middle ground on yeah who knows maybe you know later we're more into the products and we're like you know editing or like (laughs) just matter you know we add a video aspect to the podcast like i love joe rogan's podcast and he's got like ongoing videos got like multiple cameras and jamie inside like googling stuff and like bringing stuff up mm-hmm. on the videos and, like but that's all jamie doing that you know like i don't have a jamie <laughs> yeah there's a lot of other stuff we could do it's true so i think it's it's open the doors are open for for what happens in the future and same with your youtube channel like it can change you know if you want to keep doing mm-hmm. you can go to columbia and be like yo now i'm at columbia here's how columbia is like yeah you know, that would there, be cool. There's so many different like aspects to it. And you could totally switch gears and like change your your outlook on your podcast too. Like just enjoy what you're doing. That's all I can say. Yeah. That's good. That's a good outlook. Like just to enjoy the moment and just enjoy what you produce. Like if it's something that like you really enjoy, like why stop? Like just because you feel like you might not like have an impact. But like you're impacting yourself mm-hmm. because that's like what you want to do and it's making you happy. Personal development is 
outweighs so many things. And like, like the field you're going into, mm-hmm. like you will be benefiting so many people and you will be helping so many people. But also that there's a reason why lawyers have such a high turnover rate is because they don't love what they do. They, you know, they do it for the wrong reasons. They do it for only the money and not for the impact mm-hmm. and like for how yeah. they feel doing it. And then like my, I had an English teacher in high school. She was a lawyer for 10 years and then was like, why am I a lawyer? And became an English teacher because that's the impact <laughs> that she wanted to have. She, she didn't feel like she yeah. was having, you know, she didn't enjoy it and she changed routes and loved being an English teacher. Yeah. And we were talking about mm-hmm. that the other day with my friend, Lisette, who is like on track to be a teacher. Well, she's hired as a teacher starting this fall, but she's like, you know, that might change in like 10 or 15 years. And I might do something else that I enjoy. And so it's like, you know, it's just always checking yourself to make to like recognize what your motive is in anything and i think that's why you're bringing it up yeah, is that just, it's like work yeah. and life and relationships and family family and um you know it, hobbies and all that kind of stuff it's just always like why like why am i doing this and is it directly affecting my like personal happiness yeah exactly and Got me feeling all motivated. <laughs> <laughs> so how? I'm gonna actually go back on the question, um, and you don't have to answer because you don't want to. But you know, you talked about not having, um, like another black representative basically to look to before you came to USB, and USB is very white. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that out there. It's a very white school. How did that um, kind of affect your experience? If at all, you know, how did you navigate that? How did you find connection and, you know, outlets for that? Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, that's a good question. A I feel like... I feel like that is what really motivated me to start taking Black Studies courses and become a Black Studies major because I'm put in a classroom with other black people that like maybe want to learn about themselves or maybe learn more about the community. And then I'm surrounded with a majority of black professors. So I'm able to kind of have like mentors and um, just ask them questions and like um, try to find out more about the resources that we have on campus. So that's kind of how I learned about uh, the Black Student Union, which I started going to my sophomore year and then um, like my last year as well. And that's where I was able to like connect with more people within the community and um, like share resources and just share like our, our own experiences and really just connect with each other. And I feel like a lot of the spaces that I entered on campus, I was like one of the few black people, maybe even the only black male, like a lot of my classes, I was the only black mm-hmm. person. And um, it was it was kind of challenging because I felt like when we talked about like slavery or talked about like the Black Lives Matter movement or like something that impacted my identity, people would like kind of look to me to talk about my mm. experience or try to like explain it. And I'm like, you can't even relate to it. So like, how are you going to try to like talk for me when it's not your experience? Mm. So that was kind of difficult. And then. I remember like for orientation, because I was an orientation staffer, um, I remember I was walking with this mom and she was like, so how are you affording UCSB? I know you probably got 
um a are scholarship. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, sorry. I sh- I'm I think not surprise, like I, I was think like my surprise is so can be so offensive sometimes because like that's a, that's like not <laughs> uncommon for people to experience that. I feel like oh, but still yeah. Yeah, so and you were I was like, like completely shocked because I was. Don't worry about it. I honestly, honestly, I should like, have said that because I should have. Just like, to be like, oh my god. Yeah. I honestly. Like, oh yeah, how did you respond? To I. That? Horrible. I was like completely shocked. I was like, wait, what? Like, just really confused like where is this coming from but I had to like explain to her like you know I just worked hard for like what I wanted and although I did get an academic scholarship to come to UCSB like that doesn't like I don't know it's not right for her to ask that question and like I kind of had to like put her in her place a little bit and tell her like you know that's not an appropriate question to be asking or assuming and I don't know if, like, you're asking because maybe you are you might struggle with, like, trying to figure out how your child mm. will pay for education or you're asking because you really want to know and, like, be in my business because I'm right. Black. And, like, you feel like I might not be able to afford coming to UCSB. So, like, I kind of just had to, like, tell her, like, that's not appropriate yeah. to ask <laughs> at all. And um, besides that fact, and the she, school, if they want you here, they want you here. They will, they will loan, they will take all of that shit in loans they you know they got enough mm-hmm. money in the bank that they can do whatever they want so realistically yeah. as long as you can accept that anybody can go to any school and just pay the price afterwards <laughs> yeah exactly and i feel like people don't understand that or if they see like people of color on a campus it's always like oh they're here on a scholarship mm-hmm. somehow and it's like that's not always the case and like it's not okay for you to assume that yeah but I feel... And that also shouldn't be the priority. But okay, sorry. Continue. I don't want to talk. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking making yeah. a huge impact. Like being here and being like he's obviously yeah. Your dumb enough. daughter's gonna come here because of him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't include that one at all. We're on tour. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, but I feel like other than that, like. You know, it was, some days it was more challenging than others, like, having to navigate, like, my identity, especially because, like, growing up in Stockton, like, that is not the best mm-hmm. place to be, especially for a Black p- person in general. Like, there's a lot of crime, and there's a lot of police brutality, and there's just a lot of, like, negativity out there. So I kind of, like, I always had people, like, tell me about myself and tell me, like, who I am as a Black man, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're probably, like, not going to go to college or you're probably going to be this, probably going to be that. And, like, I feel like I didn't really have, like, those, like, role models to look up to. But that's why I kind of, like, put it on myself in college to put myself out there and, like, get involved and just be, like, a good example because I feel like I didn't have, like, an example to look up to um when I was like trying to go to college and growing up and stuff so I just wanted to be like the best version of myself that I could be but also just be like a good example for my nephews too because I have younger nephews and um I just wanted to be able to like have an education and like educate them and like show them the right way to do it instead of like them listening to what other people have to say like they're already experiencing racism at a young age like they play a lot of Fortnite, and people will call them niggers or they'll um 
like talk about like they were talking about like George Floyd and how he deserved to die and like all black people deserve to die and I'm like they are seven and eight and they're already hearing stuff about this so like I would just want to be an example to show them like how to deal with those type of situations and like the right way to do it and just how to like overcome adversity I just like mm, I just feel like that's so like not fair <laughs> that that has to be yeah. had you know Mm-hmm. But also, like, that is the best thing you can do, yeah. you know? It's not like, fair yeah. that you have to do that for those right. reasons, and that that's happening at all. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, taking that right. upon yourself and, like, making that the impact that you want to have is, like, awesome. Thank you, yeah. I feel like it's, like, you take that, like, anger and that hate, and you try to, like, just find a way to, like, turn it into love and, like, passion. And better, like yourself to fucking prove everybody i guess i don't know mm-hmm. anyway sorry i asked that question if that was at all awkward. no that was a but good I question kind of like also not like teeter around that topic because it's like also a mm-hmm. topic that's you know in our day life but i'll go back to just talking about how you're badass and just highlight all this is your podcast if there's something you want to address like we're we are open to <laughs> yes exactly to having a conversation like I feel like having mm-hmm. a conversation is what's so important. Like we've been talking a yeah. lot about that is it's just like having open conversation about difficult topics and conversations is important. And like mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely and it's is. awkward as hell and so uncomfortable. And you know, mm-hmm. there's definitely a right and a wrong place to have it and the right place and wrong people and right people to have it with. But I think everybody should have it. But you're right, different times I guess. Yeah, like there's there's definitely circumstances that are better and worse, but like you just gotta start doing it. You know, I feel like that's the point everyone's realizing right now is that you gotta just start doing it. Yeah, because you can't be comfortable if I mean, like you can't grow if you're gonna be comfortable. Like, I feel like a lot of time people want to tiptoe around things, but it's like just address it because that's how you like grow and that's how you learn and that's. Like, that's what you should be doing. Like every day you should be like trying to learn and grow and be a better right. person because I want to, I want to be that type of person that has like deep conversations and that make me uncomfortable and that make me like want to like keep educating myself and thinking mm-hmm. about it because that's like a meaningful conversation. Yeah, definitely. Again, it's all about impact. That's mm-hmm. kind of the theme of our, of our podcast here. Yeah. It's kind of like impact and impact on yourself and how that fits into your life, but also, you know, making sure you're that person and open to being that person for others too in your life. Yeah. Mm. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I just, it feels so good too. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. like, I mean, I love you, man. Like you, like, you I know, everyone you has their own special relationship with people, but I really, and like, we realistically only spent like two years together. Like, like we don't have like mm-hmm. a deep rooted like friendship, you know, like like I, my friendship. But he with did. My freshman he did year. go to San Nick, though. He did live but, in San. There's just certain bonds that, that you build with people, and I just mm-hmm. I really like the friendship we have, and I I cherish the memories that we That's had true. together, living together, and on the church mm-hmm. together, and and I'm just proud of like everything that you're doing, and in the direction you're going you. in, and I just can't wait to see all the things you accomplish in the next five, 10, 20 years. Like I just, 
<laughs> cannot wait to be a fan on the outside. Yeah. Um. Another reason why I do Thank this podcast you. is so that people know ahead of time before my friends are like these big name people <laughs> that I was friends with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're in the world, we're gonna pull up. It's like, yeah, remember in like, 2020 when we had them on our podcast? <laughs> That's gonna be me showing my family pictures. <laughs> yeah. so. oh, yep. I'm like, <laughs> I, <even. laughs> right. I love yeah. it. All right, we're coming up on our hour. I think we're going to take our first segment. Take a break. And we'll be back in a few moments. Nice. And we're back. Yay. Let's get it. So I really want to dive into um, your obsession with shoes. (laughs) I think clothes in general, you're kind of like super well-dressed. My man's as fresh as fuck. All the time. But I, you live with John. I swear to God, you had a new pair of shoes every single week. <laughs> and at times, there was two to three shoes. Okay, he had he had impulse periods. Okay, you're right. And then be like multiple pairs like, of shoes. <laughs> he would tell us too. He'd be like, "Don't judge me. I have another <laughs> delivery couple, coming. Another couple packages coming <laughs> this week." We're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so how did you get in? shoes and your style I guess is my question Mm, okay my mom is like the biggest fashionista ever like she goes shopping probably like every day Mm. so I feel like growing up um I kind of like that was our thing like we would go to the mall like every weekend we would buy clothes shoes um that was just like how we bonded so I feel like ever since I was little I have loved shoes like I feel like you can express yourself through shoes they complete an outfit there are so many different styles um so I felt like I don't know like I just had to have shoes because (laughs) it's just like it completed who I was so I remember like in high school that is when like my shoe collection like started I think like almost every week I would go to the mall with my sister we would literally wait for Jordans to come out at like 7 a.m we would be in line like waiting for them to open the stores so we could get shoes and um I just like I love shoes I've had to give it like I gave away probably like 30 pairs um like two months ago because I was going through my shoes and I was like I'm not gonna wear these I had to like give them away so now I'm probably down to like 45, maybe 50. <laughs> and that's just like with me right now. Like at my mom's house, I probably have, I don't even know, like 20, 30 that I just don't wear that I told her like, you can sell them on eBay, you can right. do whatever. But shoes are just like, they complete my outfit. Like I could have on like a basic white tee with some jeans and like my shoes would be so fresh <laughs> because like, the like, yeah, like they are keep it that. simple the shoes the shoes pop that it changes everything yes. exactly and you know shoes can be expensive but i feel like they're a good investment because if you take care of your shoes they can last for like so long i think the Especially oldest pair of shoes i have pairs of shoes you're not wearing them too often <laughs> True. You're true. also you're also a um, you're a shoebox guy. You, yeah, you keep you like to yeah. keep the shoebox and keep the shoes in the box and then take them out to wear, which I think also keeps your shoes in a lot better condition. That is true. 
and it's also just fun like going to your closet and you're like ooh, what pair of shoes that i want to do i want to wear today and like just seeing like opening the box it's that satisfaction where you just take them out and then you're like no i want a different one and like you just keep opening the boxes and you put them back in i don't know it's just it's, it's a great feeling like just waking up and just seeing all your shoes and just like being able to choose and have that closet yeah yeah because you have some crazy styles well and <clears throat> not crazy styles but like like i i honestly think i wear my burks and that's it and like this is like my third year at this job and i finally got some like nicer shoes <laughs> to wear that aren't like my <laughs> burks um but so like i had to like grow into that um but like mm-hmm. so i didn't i didn't used to like invest in the shoes that didn't go with everything you know what I mean? Like, all my shoes go with mm, packaging. Yeah. Like, they don't have weird patterns. They don't have, like, outlandish colors that wouldn't go with any particular outfit because, like, I just didn't have a whole lot. But, like, you mm-hmm. have those shoes that, like, have that highlight highlighter color or, like, that strange pattern that, like, could only go with a certain type of shirt or something like that. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's, that's kind of, like, my style is, like, having shoes that kind of stand out because... I felt like in high school, we all wore, like, the same shoes. We all had, like, white Vans or we Dugs. had, like, some, like, the white Air Forces. <laughs> a lot of people wore Uggs. Like, I felt like it would, like, shoes set me apart from people because I would be like, I like those shoes because the pattern is different or the color is bright. So just having, like, a different pair of shoes, like, I just feel, like, so original. Like, I don't like following the crowd. Yes. Well, and you're big. Okay, I didn't actually. I'm, this is a question, actually. So, at what mm-hmm. point are they too worn? Like, are you not like a crease mm-hmm. guy? If you're not a crease guy, you know, and you know you're about Stuff. to go out and do anything, how often that's would, would you clean them or kind of you just active? Like, how did you avoid those kind of wear and tears if that was important to you? Um, I think having shoes where you know, like, I'm gonna go to the park in these or. I'm going to go ride a bike in these. Cause like, you know, like they might get dirty or something. Like I have those shoes where I'm like, I don't care about these shoes. Like if they get dirty, I'm not going to clean them because these are just like my workout shoes. Whereas like you have shoes where you're like, I'm going to wear these on special occasions. They cannot get dirty. <laughs> I cannot mess them up. Like I need to protect these shoes. Like I have a few of those where I'm like, if somebody steps on my shoes, I'm going to be mad <laughs> because these are like, special nice shoes. And like, date night maybe go to the club after shoes oh yeah totally. yeah there's a, yeah there's a separation there exactly or like ivy party yep. shoes and say- like going to class shoes exactly because i have I, I wore some like white air forces to ivy parties because i'm like i don't really care about these but then i bought a second pair because i'm like maybe i want to wear these to class one day so i got to keep mm-hmm. them clean so you got two of this thing he's so smart mm-hmm. look at him <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had the same. I had like three mm-hmm. pairs of Converse that I would wear out out to the parties because I would never go open toe shoot for Ivy. That's just no, no. Um, and these Converse were so disgusting by the end of close toe with no shoes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh yeah, they were so disgusting. They were, and I didn't even try to clean them because they would only be for like going out. Yeah, and that's the beauty, like not having to clean them, and you can just throw them on, and you're like. If somebody spilled a can of soda on these shoes, I would not care because these are like my just going out shoes. Exactly. See, I I had I had the same drive for shoes, but I have like a different viewpoint and like relationship 
than you, which which I find interesting is like I grew up on like the other side where like I I never bought new shoes. You still don't. I still don't. Yeah. I, I, oh, actually, he just bought a new pair of shoes the other day. Let me go get you. I got them at Ross. They were like, ooh, we love Ross. Which is like how I buy new shoes. You know, like I, I still don't. <laughs> yeah. I still don't play the play the full price game. But yeah, these are pretty fast. There's some Adidas. Whoa, those are nice. Thing, I'm gifted. They're probably super so comfortable. Comfy. I think they're pure boosts or or something like yeah, pure boosts. They're fresh. They're like the the little khaki and the in the white, but. My my thing was like Those are I fresh. was a thrift store guy growing up. Like my family, thrift, thrift guy family. Like we go to thrift store. My grandma started me on it. And my my parents like I would go, and I would get the shoes that were that were maybe say you wear a pair of shoes and they get a little beat up and you're like ah I don't wear these anymore. You know like those those thirty pairs mm-hmm. you got rid of. I'm the guy who finds mm-hmm. those at the thrift store and I'm like oh these are still like really good condition but they just gotta get cleaned up a little bit. And, like, I would get those shoes yeah. for, like, super cheap because they look kind of beat up. And then I would take those home, and I would clean them really nice. And then I would take them. And then I would also just get, like, cheap shoes that were, like, basically just, like, beaters. And I would rotate those shoes out constantly. Like, you know, go get there for 5 bucks, mm-hmm. 10 bucks, wear them so they're fucking dead. And then just go get another 5 or 10 pair. So. See, shoes are, like, my last thing I buy at a thrift store. I think that's just, like, the idea. And you're right. You buy things that, like, it looks like people. I mean, for the most part. Sometimes you buy good, tennis. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. But, like, it looks like people didn't really wear. But I just can't. Those those are people's feet. But also, you know, the, <laughs> worst part, the worst part about shoes, especially, like, pretty much all the shoes I buy are, like, athletic <laughs> shoes. Like, I don't I don't really, outside mm. of maybe, like, a bunch of, like, dress shoes. Wait, well, you're, you're dress shoes almost every single time you go to thrift well, store because of the good finds. Because I, well, I'm going into a field where I'm going to wear dress shoes, you know? I'm going to be like wearing those type of shoes in my outfit, so I want to have some like options. But when you have, mm-hmm. when you have like athletic shoes, like breaking athletic shoes in is like the worst thing. You know, like when you get a pair of shoes that is like already nice and broken in, it's like a different, a different feeling, you know? You're just like, oh, like these are perfect. These mm-hmm. are already like like, I could go run in these right now where, you know, you get, like, it's like a new pair of cleats or, like, a new pair of, you know, they just, like, have that stiffness and that, you know? Yeah. Like, there's, like, certain shoes you want mm-hmm. that for and certain shoes that you don't. So, yeah, kind of, like, trying That's to remember true. that while I bought cheap shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get to the point now where I'm just, like, ready to to clean house a little bit and just like give her some shoes and like I'm I'm starting like and I not have a job. Well I guess I don't have a job right now. I'm unemployed but <laughs> you know I had a job and I was in a good spot. So like you know I'm adulting and I can start like buying shoes that I want to have now, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first time I feel like first time I always wanted a pair of Tim's growing up. I thought Tim's were the freshest mm-hmm. thing and like in Bay Area and Hayward like Tim's was like they were so cool, and everybody rocked them. And I was like, oh, I want a pair of Tim's. Yeah. Tim's like 150 fucking bucks. You know, like, yeah. I'm not buying $150 shoes. No way. You don't find Tim's at the thrift store. So <laughs> when I got <laughs> to college and I found them at Costco for like 100 bucks, and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I bought a pair of Tim's, like the most I'd pay for a pair of shoes in probably my whole life. And I was just like, I love them. And I was like, I'm going to beat these up. I was like, I don't want to keep them nice. I like them when Tim's are born in. So. I look forward to to getting that, my fresh pair of teams. So I have my beater and my keeper. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I love it. I approve. <laughs> you were going to say something. Oh, yeah, I totally cut you off. My bad. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. I think I, I think it was about the Tims. I think I was going to say I had a pair of Tims, too. And I know what you're talking about. Like, you had to break in the Tims. Because those Tims, they were so, um, like, beat up and creased. But they felt right. good. They felt amazing. Because, yeah, like, <laughs> well, like, especially boots. Like, boots mm-hmm. are so stiff. Just naturally, yeah. because they're... You know, they're high top, but they're, like, more than high top. You really have, like, soft boots. You know, they're all, like, st- like mm-hmm. hard top boots. So, they're just, like, stiff and clunky and heavy. So, I feel like when you get to the point where, like, they feel right on your foot, then, like, that makes you want to wear them more, which makes them get beat up. But it's yeah. just, like, never any cycle. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Did you ever see the video of John doing a flip? That was at his birthday party. In the Tim's? Oh, you've seen that then. No, that was at Alaska's birthday party, and I took a picture of you right before. Yeah, that. It was. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I recorded that on my phone, and I looked at that a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, you had a video. I think I you remember had a video that. Of it. Bolden had a video of it. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> Bolden, <laughs> that I was a good Bolden, night. Whoever, whoever's recording you have Bolden's in the video, and Bolden's like, dude. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good night that though. So that was so fun. fun. I have, there's mm-hmm. so many small IV memories like that. That's just like, you know, that's the shit I don't want to lose. You know, that's the shit I don't want to forget yeah. about when you get old. <laughs> that's you know, why we talk the, about it on the podcast. I remember your party when you had that party down on DP. Your first, oh, party, yeah. That party was the craziest I've seen. Your that party. was so funny. <laughs> Michael, that was like my first year out of college. And I, you know, work at a, at a program here that we get a lot of uh, college age facilitators. So, and it was the first mm-hmm. time, Michael, I did this for you. It was the first time I was out in IV <laughs> after like graduating and getting this job where I'm like these people's like, I don't know, superior. I'm overseeing these people because I was like, I don't want to mm-hmm. be seen in IV with these with my volunteers. But I went and I, I remember going to your party and my hood up and I was like, <laughs> where's Michael? <laughs> I swear to God, I thought I saw volunteers. Oh, and I was just, I think he, it was my I own personal weird. She ended up leaving early anxiety. because she saw someone that. Yeah. That was so funny. I remember y'all left I was... early. I mean, I was a little, I was a little drunk, <laughs> but I remember yeah, that. You, <laughs> you were like, I got to go. College, right? You weren't like the biggest drinker. No, I think, no, I didn't really drink until I moved in with Johnny. <laughs> And I remember when I first moved in, I was like, like, y'all would be having beers and, like, playing games. And I was like, no, I'm okay. Like, I'm not. And then by the end of the year, I was like, whatever. <laughs> Why <Yeah>. not? <laughs> so do you drink now-ish? Yeah, I just turned 21. And I've been drinking. I feel like I've been drinking, like, every week. Like, I'll have, like, a margarita, maybe a glass of wine. Yes, like- Classy. That's why you just you're just not a beer guy. You yeah, gotta work on it. You should have come with us to Chili's, man. Yeah. Oh, I love Chili's. Chili's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> I forget about <laughs> Yeah, those I did pretty well with those two. Oh. Yeah, I made a watermelon margarita 
uh, two mm-hmm. days ago with Taheen around yes. the rim. So mm-hmm. good. And that's the thing with like with drinks, you just gotta find what you like, you know. And as mm-hmm. long as you or get... not, <laughs> if you don't want to, or, or, yeah, or you find that you don't like anything, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you found something that fits your. I mean, it's nice to go. You know, you go out with friends, you have a drink, like, and margarita is a good one drink. You know, like yeah. you can easily go have one margarita and still be safe and like do whatever you got to do the rest of the night and not mm-hmm. be pressured by anyone to have more. Oh, Michael, I wish you were in SB though, exactly. like at least the second, you know, instead of quarantine. Because if I knew you liked Mark, mm-hmm. you would have gone and gotten mine. <laughs> I like Sands or Casa. <laughs> Um, Casa Corona. Casa Blanca. Casa Blanca, thank mm-hmm. you. Casa Corona's in Fresno. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that at some point. Maybe maybe you can go find hot spots in New York for Mars. And then when <laughs> yeah. I visit you, you can take me. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a plan. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> mm-hmm. Man, I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited for you. Me too. It's exciting. Thank you. It's it's like, I feel like it's, it all hasn't like hit me yet because we're in quarantine yeah. still. And I feel like, I'm like, what day is it? Like, what's going on? You know, like you go on the news, all you hear about is like coronavirus. You hear about people protesting. You hear about Trump. Like, it's just like the same stuff. So it all hasn't like hit me yet. But I feel like it's like, it's good. Like, things are falling into place, and that's how it should be. But I feel like we all had so many plans for this right. year, and, like, we can't do them now because this pandemic. Right. But it, it's every year, you know? Everybody's got plans every mm-hmm. year, and it, there's there's no good time for this to happen. Yeah, but it's, like, especially yeah. for him, <laughs> like, graduating and then, like, yes. starting a new chapter. Class of 2020, was, that was definitely rough. For, Which for sucks because you guys have such a good grad year. Like to hear, I know. like yeah. twenty, it's just really shitty. Twenty twenty is like such a good. <laughs> I was bummed about nineteen. Twenty nineteen just sounds ugly, you know. Right? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Like, should have been should have equated with twenty nineteen. Yeah. It doesn't sound it just as sounds cute. ugly. But yeah. Like, twenty twenty just it sounds fresh and you got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially I was like, this is gonna be my year. You know, twenty nineteen was a little rough, but like. This year, this is is gonna be a good year, and then it's like everything. Like I turned twenty one, and then everything went downhill, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's usually the same for most people, but for different circumstances. <laughs> See, I disagree <laughs> with that. I disagree with that. When I turned twenty one, he, I think it was your post. I don't think you said it. So I think it was your post about it. it was like congrat or oh no, it was my twentieth birthday, but it was like, um, you know, oh, uh. Like, have a fun last year of being excited for your next birthday. Like, 21 is the last <laughs> birthday you're excited for. And I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean by that? Uh, that's what you think. Yeah. I probably did 25. Actually, I really didn't. It's kind 20, of sad. Well, 21 is exciting, obviously. Everybody knows oh, that. Oh, 21 is the peak. Yeah. It's not like you're not excited for other 22 lives. and 23 and 24, they don't feel like real years. They really don't. They you feel... forget how mm-hmm. old you are. Yeah, they're just like... <laughs> oh yeah like like you know like everything you're you know you're waiting until you're 10 years old then you wait until you're 16 you yeah. know sweet 16 you could like 13 get your license 13. oh 13 years yeah, exactly. and then you know, 18. 18 21 and then you blink and you're like you have to think about <laughs> what the next thing is and yeah she was like 25 
one time. And I was like, for me, it's 26. That's when you have to be on, like, all your own insurance, everything, you know. Like, that's, <laughs> that's definitely, mm. that's not something you look forward to necessarily. And then after that, it's like, you know, the the decade marks, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, then retirement. Wow. And then you die. This is a no. great conversation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And then you die. Wait, 60 and then you die? Well, I said 60 retirement and then you die. Because after you retire, you don't really celebrate birthdays because you're already done. You should! <laughs> My dad celebrated his 70th birthday. He was all proud. He was like, 70 is a big deal. I'm like, you're right, Dad. <laughs> My grandma turned, my great grandma turned 99 this year. That's Dang. too old. That's good. That's too old. <laughs> That's like you know you lived a good life. It's insane. Like you lived a long good life. Mm-hmm. Like that's long. My great great grandmother passed away. I think she was a hundred and three, and that was freshman year of high school. Wait, your great great grandma was alive in your lifetime? Holy shit! Yeah. Wait. That's two great. Two greats. Yeah, my great great grandmother. That's, that's insane. That is insane. That's crazy. That's really cool. You got some young blood family. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> yeah. And my great-grandmother, she passed away last year. She was 95. Wow. Crazy. It's See, that's, that, that, it's for those people that I wish podcasts and things like this were around earlier. Because mm-hmm. like my grandma, I mean, she's turning 99. She is past the point of real communication like she can't hear shit she you know she's missing a bunch of teeth she can't really understand what's going on but like i'd say like even five years ago mm-hmm. like we could have like got her on a podcast and like had her True. you know telling stories you know it's things like that, that yeah that those things will live on more now in the future because of outlets like technology yeah true mm-hmm so, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but again, just different times. She probably be like, "What is this podcast thing?" <laughs> I, I just I don't want you recording me. <laughs> you know, my mom's like that. Mm. My mom's like, "No thanks." She no thank you. I bet my dad will be on it too. I know. I'm trying to rope her dad into it. We can just like sneak and have him like talk about something and then like hit record. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe I yes. dinner. That's when all of the good talks happen. <laughs> we have talks at dinner all the time. It's just like he tells such good stories, and he's he's a dates guy. Like he remembers dates on everything. He's like he's like remembers mm-hmm. a date, like a really obscure date about anything related to sports. One, two, like like big moments in his life. But then like I'm like not entirely sure if he knows what I exactly I do for a living. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, he needs a reminding of, like, daily things. Like, when he's like, oh, yeah, that was August uh, 78 or 79. And then he, like, does this mental thing where, like, he associates it to something else. He's like, no, definitely 78. <laughs> and, like, like, it's like, like how, do you, how do you do that? Like, I'm so bad with dates. That's insane. Like, I'm like, oh, that was, like, Me too. And they're like, that was three years ago. I'm like. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm, no, that's, that's I'm pretty me. good with dates. Like, the fact that we just realized we haven't seen each other in, in like, a whole year. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. But it, like, flew by. Oh, I know. I, I swear, like, that's, that's insane. insane. Like, I don't even know where you live. 
for your third year. I was an RA. Oh, right, right. In Santa Rosa. Really? Of course you I did that. Yeah. You were on the, the Black Scholars Hall. Yeah. Oh, I did know you got that. Yeah, too. I did know. Was that we talked experience? about Bolden about that. Because oh, Bolden, okay. he was on the same hall as Bolden was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like that? I did. Yeah. All my residents were really cool. They were like my friends. So we would always like hang out, go get food, do things together. Um, it got cut short because of Corona. So like in winter quarter, I think it was finals week. That's when we all like had to move out mm. and everything. But I think it was a really, it was like, I felt like an adult living with like a bunch of little kids yeah. sometimes because you know they're just coming to college and like I'm like figuring everything out and like almost done and they're just like entering and they're so confused and they're like running around doing stupid things like I remember this guy it was my last day being an (laughs) RA and I was on duty and I was like I don't want anything to happen like I just want a peaceful night and this dummy my resident he fell out of an uber he was drunk and he like almost broke his nose and I'm like asleep in my room. People are banging on my door and I'm like, what's going on? And they were like, Tony fell out of an Uber and he has blood everywhere in the bathroom. And I walk in, I thought somebody died. There was so much blood on the floor and like he was holding his nose and it was all crooked. And I'm like, now I have to call 911 and have to come and help you out and everything. But I think it was cool. Like, you never know what you're walking into, like, when you're on duty or, like, when you just go into the residence halls. So it was pretty fun. It was a good experience. Yeah. Crazy. We were, I mean, we were pretty We were pretty shitty. Oh, our floor? <laughs> yeah, Brittany was, like, our floor's Uber. Because it was not – Uber was not a thing back then. <laughs> oh, but not from parties. Not from, like, drinking. Not from parties, but, like – But ER trips. I ER it. trips. But not – I didn't take anyone who was drunk to the ER. It was all of your friends who did – like dumb shit and then yeah, like we just get broke bones yeah and like poor stuff <laughs> i think it's everybody oh, i think it's everybody from squad to the yard except for john but that's because john, john, go, <laughs> john, john had pink eye in both eyes freshman year and did not go to the doctor what body's strong enough <laughs> oh my god i just overcame it how did you function oh, with my eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> I remember I That's went to wild. work at a training event with my I had my I had sunglasses on inside in the volleyball like volleyball event and they were like why are you wearing sunglasses and I was like I have pink eye and they were like keep them on <laughs> <laughs> Oh I thought he was so annoying when that happened I was like dude go to the freaking doctor Oh this good stuff. Yeah I would have gone Yeah cuz you are smart I don't like the doctor That's all. <laughs> Like there's things there's things you don't need the doctor for. Pink eye probably mm-hmm. yes. would have sped up the process, but it was going like a couple days. All right, well, you know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize you were an RA. That's another thing to add to your little mm-hmm. your little checklist there. Yeah, got so much, so much, so much, so much accomplished. Did you ever work at the Houston? Okay. No, that's yeah. I did not do that. <laughs> you were too right for most of the years. <laughs> You were What'd you say? starting your freshman year, right? You applied your freshman year? Yeah. 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 Applied my freshman year and then graduated as a tour Oh, guy. I know what I wanted to ask you, and this is relevant. Do you have any fun UCSB facts and trivia for us? And then Ooh. we can probably transition out. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some, uh, some quick facts, and then we'll, we'll, then we'll wrap up. 
Let's see. Some. Mm... I know. I got one. What is it? Stork Tower. (laughs) Stork Tower is five feet taller than the tower at Berkeley. (laughs) I did not know that. Really? Oh, I think I heard that on my tour. I think it's two hundred eighty-five. Yeah. And the Berkeley Tower is only two eighty. But you can also built specifically five feet taller than the Berkeley Tower. Yeah, but the Berkeley Tower, (laughs) which is even better, the public can go up into it. They can take an elevator. Where Stork, you can't really. I don't think. Um, okay, so the deepest point of the lagoon is six feet, which I thought it would be deeper. Yeah. And um, there are 37 species in the lagoon. Really? Yeah. See, that's the, thing. the lagoon? Nasty. Really pretty. <laughs> it's like a really pretty scene. Mm-hmm. But those, yeah. those wasps of midday just walking on campus, it could be literally anywhere. Like, it could be the next to the ocean, and, you know, you would think the breeze would take it, but it won't, and the lagoon smell just, like, like over your face. Do you remember the ice bucket challenge? Oh, this is... Yeah. I did the ice bucket challenge my freshman year with lagoon water. Because a lot of us us did it with ocean water, which is normal. Yeah. Lagoon water? I I think originally I said it like I would do it with lagoon water as a joke, and everybody was like, no, you won't do it. Or like, and John's pride doesn't. I was like, it's just water. And it was like water and about three pounds of moss hitting me in the back. Oh, so gross. (laughs) I remember the video. Uh, That's nasty. Did you get sick after? <laughs> and if he did, it didn't go to the doctor. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's not a nasty. good thing to, to promote. Go to the doctor, people. Yeah, doctors are important. Especially right yeah. now. Like you can't control yourself. Yes. Although, you know, if the hospital's impacted and you have COVID, they're just going to tell you to go home. Exactly. I was just prepping myself for this, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Michael. Uh, it thank was you. so fun having you on. Thank you for having me on. This was great. Yay, such happy. A, such a fun time. Always good catching up. We got we to gotta catch up more. But yes, I cannot we do. wait to see all the good things you're doing in the future. And yep. I can't wait to just be a fan. Again, yeah. just be a fan. Kill it. Thank Your you. Show. Thank you. Yay. All right. We love you. All right. Appreciate it. I love, love y'all. You. Thank you. And we will catch y'all later. Bye. All right, adios.